0: thought-provoking discussions, insightful information, a captivating conversation with the knowledge and experience to confront the issues that matter to you. This is North to South with MLA's Peter Millibar and Todd Stone. Here's your host, Bob Price.
1: The latest news coming out uh, just recently, the BC government deciding to finally uh, do what uh, had been called for uh, for the first week of the uh, legislative sitting, uh, extending the temporary layoff provisions uh, to that maximum of 24 weeks, uh, which uh, it will now expire at the end of August during this COVID-19 pandemic. Of course, the Liberals in the House all week long uh, in the past had been uh, suggesting, what's the hold up? What's the issue?
2: Todd? Well, I think the most important word that you mentioned there in, in your question, Bob, was the word finally. This is a, a, a measure that uh, the federal government seemed to have no issue to get right and get right uh, quickly. This is an issue that uh, uh, beyond most others uh, was made loud and clear a, a priority by small businesses, in particular across the province. You have a dozen organ- business organizations signing a letter to the premier saying, we need you to extend these temporary layoff provisions. Uh, and if you don't, we're going to, to face a mass bankruptcies and uh, thousands of BC workers not able to go back to uh, jobs because the jobs won't exist. So we we raised this issue in the legislature uh, in question period. I think quite effectively uh, lit a fire under their butts. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're all happy to see, uh, albeit it took longer than it should have, the, the premier and his government uh, have, have, have done a big uh, a 180 here and have retreated and have done the right thing. It just shouldn't have taken uh, this long and, and they shouldn't have uh, put business, uh, small businesses in particular, through much so much stress and anxiety in the process.
1: We have that lack of support for small business so far seemingly in the government response to the pandemic. Uh, again, at a loss to explain it.
0: Well, exactly. And it's it's uh, not just the lack of supports, but it's the lack of clarity heading into certain timelines. So the temporary layoff's a good example. Uh, it gets extended with one week to go before uh, these businesses would have been in uh, basically a regulated bankruptcy situation. No advance uh, knowing what they should or shouldn't be able to do. We saw that as well. Uh, ministry, we brought in some COVID-related measures. Uh, legislation, we were in the legislature this week. Conspicuous missing out of all of it The only piece that was not in that to give more powers to extend would be the the eviction uh, ban for commercial tenants. And so uh, July 1st, uh, the the eviction ban on commercial tenants expires, and uh, we'll be right back where we were with a whole lot of small businesses and landlords uh, struggling to figure out their way forward, and the government not there to help support them. Uh, We're hearing shortages of PPE for people as they're trying to get reopened, or they're starting to reopen and they realize they're going through more PPE than they thought. They were ever going to need. Most small businesses never had to worry about masks and gloves and hand sanitizer in the volume they do now. No government help to try to source that at all. No government help to try to bring those costs down. It's getting very expensive uh, for those types of uh, pieces of equipment. So, a wide range of supports the business community has been looking for that the province just simply is not at the table with. They seem to be trying to ride the coattails of federal government programs, point to the federal programs, and say, there you go, there's a business plan. And probably the last piece, you know, there's 1.5 billion and is supposed to be part of the economic recovery plan for business and the premier has gone out with a survey for the next six to eight weeks to talk to the public about what supports the individual employee would like to see not what the business owner needs to survive so that employee actually has a job and so you know they've, they've had a hundred days sitting on 1.5 billion uh, it's going to take them another two three months to try to get anything of that out the door and the way the survey is structured frankly it looks like it's going to turn around and not be supports for business at all um it's going to be an electioneering uh, a, a survey done so they know which parts of the province they would need to promise what
1: to you know i actually raised that on twitter i uh, i just simply raised the question is this policy or is it politics and it sure sounds it sure has the taste the scent of politics. Oh, absolutely.
0: And and that's the concern. Uh, you know, they, they want your postal code. They want your age. They want uh, your gender. They want um, your ethnic background. All about how to spend $1.5 billion for business. None of that really has much to do with tying into to the business community whatsoever. But it certainly starts to give the government a very good snapshot of what uh, everyday people would like to see in their particular region of the province moving forward. And, and we are at a minimum or maximum, I guess, uh, 14 months away from the next general elections. So the timing is very convenient for the government. The business community needs that $1.5 billion in support, and they need it out the door now. Uh, they don't need to wait another three, four, five months
1: for the government to finally take action. Bud, on the uh, other situation uh, in Victoria, the uh, worst-kept secret of all, we're back in a deficit situation, surprising no one. Uh, the Economic Stabilization the COVID-19 Act allowing for deficits over the next three years, Surprise! Surprise.
2: Well, it, it is no surprise, and and frankly, uh, I think uh, virtually every British Columbian would would acknowledge that uh, there, there is, would be uh, no surprise that province is going to be in in an in a, an economic ditch. Uh, we're going to be in a hole uh, uh, for for quite some time. There's no question about it. And and frankly, to be fair, that that can be said for for basically every jurisdiction in North America. You know, the COVID pandemic has hit uh, North America's economy, the world economy, very very hard has spared no one. That being said, this is, to Peter's point, is, is, is why it, it is so completely astounding that we have a, a premier and a government that seem to have paid no attention whatsoever uh, to uh, putting a, an actual economic plan together, a plan to rebuild British Columbia's economy. Now, I'm not taking anything away from uh, the wide range of, of program supports, the, 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 the much-needed supports that, that were you know have been put in place over the last 100 days. Uh, by the way, mostly by the federal government. Uh, the province has been riding the federal government's coattails for the most part. What I'm talking about is where is the economic plan to rebuild BC's economy through this pandemic and beyond? Uh, you know, we're, we're talking a year from now, three, five, ten years from now. Where is that plan? We've got uh, a half a million British Columbians that have lost their jobs. you have got tens of thousands of small businesses that are on their knees. you have got a government that's been sitting on a, a $1.5 billion of, of stimulus that was uh, supposed to be earmarked uh, as approved by the Legislative Assembly unanimously last March 23rd. Uh, it was earmarked for stimulus for business uh, to, to, to keep uh, business uh, doors open and make sure that people had jobs to, to go back to. And the government hasn't spent any of the money. What does John Horgan come up with? He comes up with a survey, uh, as you and Peter have just uh, discussed. It, I mean, it's, it's laughable. And, and of course, to make matters uh, even worse, in this legislative session that just resumed a few days ago, we're, we're being asked to debate budget estimates for a budget that was introduced uh, on, in February of this year which is now completely and totally irrelevant to the circumstances face, uh, facing British Columbians and, mm-hmm. and uh, the BC government. It's nothing short of, of farcical. Uh, so we're going to continue to call on the government to bring in a, a revised budget or at least an economic update that that uh, gives British Columbians some assurance of knowing what exactly are the economic impacts of, of, of the COVID pandemic. And as importantly, what is the government's plan to get British Columbia's uh, economy and the people of BC through this pandemic and uh, years you know out um, back into a place where we've got a thriving, growing diverse uh, e- economy?
1: Week one of uh, a virtual uh, legislative sitting. Just a couple of good, uh, quick thoughts from both of you on that. Peter, first. Well, it was very different. I, I was down in Victoria. It was
0: strange. It was somewhat seamless when people would zoom in and, and we would watch them in the legislature. It was very different being in the legislature where you might be one of maybe two people sitting in the chamber at any given time in a debate and, and the rest of the debate was actually happening virtually on Zoom. But, you know, it, it's not a perfect system, but given the times, it will do for the time. Uh, it's not something I would want to see uh, Permanently, obviously, but um, it is important that we we get to question and hold the government to account. Understand where the money is going and the policies are. So it, it will work for the time being.
2: I was on the other end of that coin. Uh, I participated the the first week uh, of the legislative session virtually from my office in Kamloops. I was able to make uh, a statement. Uh, I was able to to follow along the proceedings uh, very closely, as if I was sitting in the chamber. I think my uh, my statement, as I read it, uh, came came through loud and clear. Uh, and and I you know I knew that because I, I was able to get under the skin uh, almost as effective uh, of the NDP, almost as, as effectively uh, virtually as I do when I'm when I'm there in person. So as Pete said, I couldn't agree more. It's not ideal. It's certainly not uh, a, a system of government uh, legislative assembly management that I would want to see uh, become a permanent fixture. But considering the times, it will do. Uh, the technology works pretty seamlessly.
1: That will do it. Edition number four, North to South. We thank Todd Stone, Peter Millibar. See you again soon.